This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Red's Hot Stove League. The Red's Hot Stove League is brought to you by Holy Grail Banks and Santo Grau. Proud sponsors of the Red's Hot Stove League. Likings Energy Solutions. Powered by Light JTM. Let's create great dishes to get MSA Architects. And by Document Destruction, the official document shredding vendor of the Reds. The Red's Hot Stove League is also brought to you by CBTS, a Cincinnati Bell Company. Technology solutions for business. Your tri-state Chevy dealers. Check out Chevy's award-winning lineup. Only at your Tri-State Chevy dealer. The Healthcare Management Group. Greater care for greater Cincinnati. Woody Sander Ford. I-75 at Mitchell Avenue, right in the middle of everywhere. And this one to the red. Now, the Reds Hot Stove League on News Radio 700 WLW, the home of the Reds. The Reds and a pleasant good evening, everyone, on this Tuesday night as we draw ever closer to Christmas. We have a very spirited house on hand here at the Holy Grail Banks. There's nowhere else we would rather be on Tuesday night doing this radio show than right here. And thank God the folks, uh, the ownership of this great facility allow us to come in and disrupt things and, and do our uh, the, uh, the original radio talk show all about baseball right here. Tom Brenneman's with us. It's nice to see you. How's everything? Uh, you know me. Got a new set of eyes. You had uh, surgery the last couple of weeks. Your second eye surgery was uh, two days ago. No, it was yesterday. Yesterday, a little rough at the beginning, but better today. Yeah, you know, it's hell to get old. I told somebody today, I told Joe Zarehusen, and I'm sure it's going to happen with him. If you get to be my age, you got a real good chance of having to undergo cataract surgery. That's a byproduct of being old as Methuselah. But you it came out okay. Came out fine. New set of eyes. Can't mess up any balls hit deep to the outfield walls like I did last well, year. Oh, well, that happens to everybody. So I'm in good shape. We welcome everybody here tonight. A little bit later on, we're going to have the privilege of Michael Lorenzen's company. Uh, this is a very, very special young man that we'll get to. Uh, yesterday, he uh, was moving all over the place. He was at the Gospel Mission here mm-hmm. uh, speaking to those folks. He then ended up at the... Uh, Red's uh, Urban Youth Academy. Uh, he does not let any grass grow under his feet, and I think anybody who knows anything about baseball as it relates to the Reds are well aware of the fact that he is a very, very valuable commodity. Uh, was last year when he came off the disabled list, and God forbid he gets through the winter and has no problems physically, he will be a very important factor in the Reds' bullpen in 2017. And, and you know, there was a time there uh, early in the winter when there was still some debate, and and you correct me if I'm wrong here, and I'm interested in we, when he gets here, is has there ever been any final decision made about both Lorenzen and Iglesias moving forward as to what their role is going to be? We had Dick Williams here a couple of weeks ago, you may remember, and that was something they were all going to get together and talk about for sure at the end of the season. They waxed very eloquent about that on Saturday in the Q&A when 
Uh, I emceed uh, the uh, main stage event involving Bob Castellini and Dick Williams and Brian Price. They're going to go with a, uh, uh, by committee. Uh, that's what the plan is involving Iglesias, involving uh, Lorenzen, and there will be a third piece to that. Uh, their hope is that that third piece will be a veteran pitcher, and there were rumors today that the Reds showing some interest in a free agent pitcher, a Neftali Feliz, uh, who has a very good arm yes. and has had some very good years pitching out of bullpens. Uh, for my money, he would be the perfect fit Perfect uh, in a youthful bullpen because this is a guy who's been around the block, knows what success is about, knows what failure is about, has come back from major arm surgery, and throws just as hard today, mid to upper 90s, as he used to. And you know the thing I like about him as well, Dad, if it indeed turns out to be the case, is the fact that he was basically what Aroldis Chapman was seven years ago, meaning originally came to the big leagues, minor leagues as a, as a starter, comes to the big leagues, they need him in the bullpen to try and get in the playoffs. Correct. They make the decision to move him in the rotation. He gets hurt. So he's a guy like Lorenzen and like Iglesias that he might be able to help some of those guys understand what it's like to adjust to being a bullpen pitcher for the first time because really last year was the first time Iglesias has ever done that. Right. And it was half a season. And really it was the first time in only half a season due to injury. The same thing for Michael Lorenzen because, you know, September of the year before he had a handful of, of relief appearances. But last year was the first year both of those guys ever regularly pitched out of the bullpen. Yeah, and we wondered and wondered and wondered, and quite honestly, I was very critical um, uh, in the mid to late uh, days in September where this club had never gone out on a limb and tried to run Iglesias out there right. uh, three days in a row or run Lorenzen out there three days in a row. And I bow to Jeff Brantley when Jeff says, if you're going to be a closer, you have to be physically able to go out and pitch three days in a row. And in some radical, desperate circumstances, maybe even four days in a row. And if you can't do that, this I'm quoting Brantley now, then you can't close. Maybe they've come to the conclusion that neither one of these guys can do that. So what they're going to do is run them out there. And, and, and it's almost like what Lou Pinella had back in 1990 when he had the Nasty Boys. All three of those guys could close. All three of those guys could be a setup guy. All three of those guys could pitch multiple innings. Yep. And maybe that's the plan that he has. However, there have been reports that the Reds are letting everybody know that Rysel Iglesias is available if you've got something to give us that we feel is good enough to make the deal. Look, there is no player on this team. In fact, I would make the argument, you tell me if you agree or disagree, if I'm the general manager or owner of a baseball team, there's no such thing as an untouchable player in my book. I agree. I mean, you might be able to say, okay, you got Mike Trout on your team. Maybe you feel that way about Mike <laughs> Trout. I think for the last decade, you could probably make that argument about Miguel Cabrera. Right. But outside of that, if some team wants to walk in the door and give you player A, B, C, and D for one guy, catch on the flip side. Well, the only player for me, if I had to deem somebody closest to being an untouchable player, and I agree with you, you lose 94 games, you can't be selective and say, oh, no, we can't trade Joey Votto. The hell you can't. Yes, you can if you got beat 94 times. Billy Hamilton is the closest thing to me to being an untouchable player. If they trade him, they better get a whole boatload in return. Well, that was a story, again, I don't know if there's anything to it. That was a story today, very late in the afternoon, 
uh, on, uh, I believe it was ESPN.com. Uh, Texas Rangers. That the Reds are listening and letting everybody know, like you just suggested, right. that if you want Billy Hamilton, let's hear what you have to say. Yep. And I, and I think that's it. You know, I think you have to be overwhelmed. Yep. Uh, by a, a trade, and I, I think uh, very similar to what the Chicago White Sox received today uh, in the trade for Chris Sale. All the, the last two or three days, and, and oh, by the way, they're in their winter meetings now in, in, the, in Washington, D.C., uh, in day number two. The rumor was that Sale was going to be going to the Washington Nationals, and all of a sudden it was announced today that he's now coming a uh, member of the Boston Red Sox. Interesting rumor. And that is the White Sox floated a rumor earlier today that they were on the verge of trading sale to the Washington Nationals, and apparently the Red Sox panicked and upped the ante. It was a rumor rumored to have started, been started by the White Sox to try and get Boston to increase the ante, and if that story is true, Rick Hahn and his people did exactly that. And obviously there was some bad blood in the situation that occurred last year. There was sale on a couple of different things. It started with Correct. the Adam LaRoche story, and it then did. it evolved into the uniforms and, you know, him ripping up the uniforms they were going to wear in a throwback game. And so that situation probably was going to come to an end one way or the other. And they, they had a favorable contract for sale. I mean, for a guy as dominant as he is and what the market has borne out for pitchers on the free agent market, he's at a significantly less price point than the rest of those guys that I read for the next three years on that deal. We've got a caller standing by, right, Mike? Let's go to Dick and Dayton, and we'll take you, Dick, before we go to our first break of the night. What's on your mind? How you doing, Marty and Tom? We're Hello, just, Dick. Cat bid- How are you? Can't wait, buddy. I, I listen to you all the time. You guys are great Americans, as Willie said. I enjoy you. Dick, you got to step back and take a big, deep breath. Spring training doesn't begin until February now. Yeah, well, I just, just, you know, I'm hoping that we don't lose all these games, you know, this year with Price. And I, I think we can rely on the offense maybe in the pitching. You know, I think we'll be – I think we're going to be okay. But, uh, you know, that's my concern, you know. Well, I think that's a concern of any – if you don't pitch and you don't have any offense, you ain't going <laughs> to win ever. No, no, but, you know – uh, You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I do. And, you know, we've always had good – We've always had a good offense over the years, and the pitchers are number one, you know. But you got to start off. You got to start off good in April, don't you? Yes, you do. I could not agree with you more there. Yeah, nice talking to you guys. Nice chatting with you, you too, Dick. Dick. Have a great Christmas and happy New Year. I'll be listening. All right, pal. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. You know, Joe okay. Kelch and I were talking about this last week, Dad. And, and look, with every team, maybe some more so than others, we know that we're not talking about the Cubs here, but. I really believe that the Reds, if some of these things start to come together and a couple of their young pitchers could get off, as he just suggested, to a good start, i got to tell you, uh, I am a lot more optimistic than I would have been sitting here this time last year and certainly volumes more optimistic than when we were watching it in April and May last year. There is potentially a lot of good things that are happening with this Reds franchise, especially if that bullpen could tighten up a little bit because – there's a whole cluster of guys that are vying for spots in the starting rotation that could be very, very good pitchers. Well, if that bullpen doesn't show vast improvement in April and May, it's going to be a repeat no of what we saw last year. Yes. I mean, simple well, as that. Well, we know in April and May, unless God forbid anybody gets hurt, you're going to start the year with Lorenz and Annie Iglesias in the bullpen, which you did not have at the beginning of last that year. That is very, very true. Time for a break. You're listening to the Red Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser, and we'll be back in a moment. 
Red's Holiday Gift Pack is on sale right now, starting at only 40 bucks. A gift pack includes four ticket credits, good towards any combination of games next season. Plus, you get a new limited edition Red's Nutcracker. Purchase your Red's Holiday Gift Pack today at the Red's Kiosk, located in Kenwood Town Center and Florence Mall, or at reds.com slash holiday. Some restrictions apply. We are back at the Holy Grail Banks. A lot of happy faces here tonight. I don't know. They seem a little tired to me. I think some people are a little tired or beat up or something from Thanksgiving, a little layover the weekend, something. I was a little beat up after Ridgefest. Well, but I've recovered nicely. And you know what? The numbers are very, very impressive. Are they not? They are. Over 18,000 fans were at Ridgefest over the weekend. And, again, I think it feels like we're a broken record when we say this, but you know, you, you got there early Friday afternoon. I was there before it started on Friday afternoon. Right. I had a chance to walk around the entire place, all three levels, uh, leading all the way up to when you and I were at the bingo on uh, Friday night. And they really do continue to do just an incredible job on the whole event. Well, I've said all along, I know people get tired of hearing me saying it, but every Saturday uh, at the end of Reds Fest, I walk out and I uh, out of the Duke Energy Convention Center and I say to myself, there's no way they can make it yep. bigger and better. And every year they prove me wrong. And I give a lot of that credit to people like Phil Castellini and Zach Bonkowski and Corey Hawthorne and all the people that are so directly involved in putting that thing together. It is truly an amazing event, and it's really unlike any other event that any other major league team does. The Chicago Cubs, they rent out an entire hotel, and you were a part of that years yep. and years ago when you broadcast in Chicago. But nobody does it over a two-day period in a facility as large as the Duke Energy Convention Center with as many different things that appeal to young and old alike. We had uh, our NFL on Fox crew in town over the weekend. These are guys that come from all over the country, and we travel together every single week. And so they're always looking in every single city to do some billboards coming back from commercial to show off something in the town that might be going on. And I had suggested to our guys to shoot on over the Reds Fest. And when they got to our production meeting on Saturday night, and these are big baseball fans. One guy lives in New York. The other two guys that went over there, and Rob Butcher got them in and so forth, uh, they're from Los Angeles, big Dodger fans. They said they could have stayed there for two days. They were in really? awe. They said they were in absolute awe of the whole thing. Well, that's pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, it was nice. We want to congratulate Buck Rogers of Amelia. He outlasted over 600 poker players to win first prize and the $11,000 top prize in the 2016 Prestige Auto Visual and Creative Services Rick Steiner Celebrity Poker Tournament presented by Ashley Fence and uh, our buddy Adam Clements from WKRC-TV Local 12. Uh, apparently, he's done it more than one time, and that is to uh, win the Celebrity Wiffle Ball Home Run Derby, wow. and he did it again. Another new feature was the bingo, uh, which was held on Friday night. It's something that I think is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger with each passing year. Did, did you have any idea, and, and I go with my wife and kids every now and again to play bingo. We probably go about four or five times a year, and it's a ball. Right. Right? But where we go, you're allowed to sit down if you want. You can, if you want, you know, to have a beer or whatever. Not allowed in that room. Right. I never realized the amount of regulation there is for serious bingo like there was that night. And the way they did the whole setup up That's there. Correct. Never seen anything like it. No, it, it was, was very, amazing. very, very impressive. Yeah. We're heading toward the bottom of the hour when we return, and we're not going to go away for a break right now. We're going to have Michael Lorenzen with us 
for pretty much of the last 25 minutes or so of the program. Uh, let's go to Tampa, Florida. Yes. Bill, are you still there? Yes, sir, Marty Bergman. Where, is the Red, where are the Reds coming back to Florida? I'm telling you, they should be here. And well, I want to ask I want to ask you about a pitcher by the name of Luke Weaver, if the Reds would ever look at or have looked at him. Well, I can tell you, Bill, we'll be in Florida sometime next season when the Reds come down there to play the Miami Marlins. And we'll also be in Florida when the Reds go back to take on the Tampa Bay Rays. But as far as spring training is concerned, that ain't happening. Man, it has to happen. I mean, they're cleaning the swamp. We're cleaning the swamp down there. We're building a new stadium. Make it happen. Well, we'll see what we can do, Billy. Luke Weaver? Yes, sir. What about Luke Weaver? Would the Reds look at somebody like him? I know he's, you know, he's a, what, what is he, most valuable player of 2016 or something like that? I've never heard of Luke Weaver. He pitches for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals right now. Oh, that kid. Yeah, they I, I don't hardly believe the Cardinals are going to be in the in the in, in, a, in the kind of mood to trade him, especially since they've traded Jaime Garcia, and uh, they need some uh, rotation help. I can't imagine that they would get rid of Luke Weaver. Hey, he, he's uh, he's a nice he's a nice guy. I, I, I met him one time down in Florida, and uh, I've been following him, and he, he's a he's a pretty good pretty good kid. All right, Bill. Well, I'm on my way down to see you this weekend for a little football, Bill. You excited about the Bucks or no? Well, you know, I hope the Bucks uh, can uh, pull out something and, and, and create a Super Bowl win or a playoff win. All right. But, uh, are you a, are you a big fan of the Bucks? I'm a big fan of the Bucks and a Buckeye fan. So hopefully the Buckeyes are playing in the national championship. And well, you are, you obviously are a transplanted Ohioan. Is that right? I'm from Middletown, Ohio. I hear you, there Bubba. You That's where That's the national it. championship is this year, you know, of college football. In Middletown? In, in Tampa. Oh. In Tampa. They moved <laughs> it from Middletown. They were concerned about the weather in January. Just got to taken aback by yeah, that. That's I, right. I figured I'd miss something. <laughs> well, we hope the Buckeyes are in that game, Bill. You know what I mean? Yeah, most most definitely. Let me give a shout-out to... To all the people of of Ohio, Bill, that's where my father used to work there in Middletown, Ohio. Give a shout-out to them. That's a good job, and we appreciate you calling. And I know the weather is glorious down there in Tampa because I just came back from Siesta Key about a little over a week ago, and we know how good it is down there right now. 71. 71 degrees. Just like we like it. All right, Marty. All right, Billy. Thanks, buddy. Have a great holiday season. The Holy Grail Bank, Santo Grawl, and Budweiser, all proud sponsors of the Red Sox Stove League. Grab your buds for the next live Red Sox Stove League show right here on December 13th with specials on Bud and Bud Light Buckets. We're at the bottom of the hour, and when we return, we'll have Reds pitcher Michael Lorenzen seated between Tom Brenneman and me as we continue with the Red Sox Stove League from the Holy Grail Banks. Stay with us. looking for the perfect gift for your son or your daughter this Christmas? How about the official Reds baseball and softball camps presented 
by United Healthcare. This is a can't miss opportunity for kids of all skill levels. All campers receive their own Reds uniform, instruction from a Reds coach, meet a Reds player, and more. Sign up today at Reds.com slash camps. Visiting with Michael Lorenzen. Um, interesting your take on uh, Brian Price's comments that gained a lot of uh, attention at, at Reds Fest about at this moment, going into spring training, almost, he didn't use the term, but uh, almost with a bullpen by committee. And that is to have three guys, mm-hmm. you, Iglesias, and a yet-to-be-named third pitcher, mm-hmm. that he can rotate on a given night to determine who best is suited to come in early and get important outs and who best is suited on a given night to close. Yeah. Um, I guess... Uh, the way Terry Francona handled Andrew Miller in the postseason last year, and all of a sudden this is taking on a life of its own. Yeah. Uh, how how would you would you be comfortable in a situation like that? Absolutely. Um, I'm comfortable winning, so we want to win. Um, if that means me coming in in the fifth inning in a in a really big situation, sometimes the the biggest play of the game happens That's in right. the fifth inning. So. Um, if, if that means me or Iggy or someone coming in the fifth inning to, to keep, keep us close, then we're here to win. And, and that's, that's all that matters to us. And like Brian's talked about, none of us have egos to where it's, no, I'm the closer, I'm this or I'm that. It's, it's we want to win for this city. We want to do whatever it takes. And, and to see um, Andrew Miller do what he did. Yeah, it was in the postseason. It was to survive each and every day that they, they, they threw him out there. So it's a little different. But... I mean, for us, we're, we're all young, and we're eager to win, and, and we're willing to do whatever it takes. With that in mind, though, was there a difference for you in the way you'd walk to the mound and what you thought you had to get done right here and right now as a reliever as opposed to when you're starting a game and you're figuring, you know, if all goes well, you're around for 100-plus pitches in a game? Yeah, no, it wasn't different. Um, I'm attacking guys. I didn't really need to pull anything out. I would just throw my sinker in my cutter and I didn't really need to show any secondary stuff because they'd get themselves out whether it be ground ball and they'd get themselves out early in counts um so so no I just I would do that a full time through and then the next time through bring out another pitch and next time through bring out another pitch so um I mean it's, it's the same stuff I'm attacking hitters now um you know it's, it's just an approach where it's just a fearless approach where you redefine what success is and that's all I did did you see a difference in the team by the time you got here and when you and Iglesias in the bullpen, you guys really calmed things down down there. And it yeah. was ugly the first three months. And that's not beating up anybody in particular. But mm-hmm. just as a group, it did not go the way you wanted to go in the bullpen. Did you sense the last half of the season there was a very different attitude on that team? Absolutely. You talk to anyone. And, you know, when you get later on in a ball game and say we were down by a run or two, in the second half of the season, we we were still fighting to win right. that game because we knew we had a chance. But in the first half of the season, it just didn't seem that way. Um, it seemed like if we were down by two late in the game, then we can possibly be down by three, mm-hmm. we can possibly be down by four. So there wasn't that fighting, that fight about the team. Um, but now, you know, when me, me and Iggy came and, and we just were attacking guys and, and other guys kind of stepped up their game and, and were pitching well, it was, you know, for late – late in the ball game and it's close we have a chance to win like th- this game isn't over so um i just think it, it just kind of brought the whole morale of the team mm-hmm. up that we had a chance um all nine innings would it be safe to say and and i think it's an advantage that brian price and mac jenkins have relating to you and and rysel iglesias 
you two guys have the kind of stuff where you pretty much can throw out matchups because you can get left-handed hitters out just as well as you can get right-handed yeah. hitters out. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And for me, that was just the cutter. Um, lefties killed me my yeah. rookie year. They right. killed me. And Skip Schumacher was the one who said, uh, we throw a cutter. <laughs> and so um, I, I try and I practice and practice, and, and I learned it towards the end of the season. So I got to work on it um, during the off season, and, and then I brought it out, and it was it – was, the difference maker for me when it came to lefties. Um, I just when lefties came up, I felt like they didn't have a chance. When righties came up, I didn't think they had a chance either. So, um, yeah, with me and Iggy, Iggy's absolutely disgusting, and each and every one of you guys know when he pitches, he puts on a show. So, you have come a long way since that start in San Diego. Two years ago, <laughs> haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing about me that you that you guys can trust in is that each and every year I'm going to get better and I'm going to improve because. That's, it's just the work that I put in, and I know that God has a plan for this game, with this game for me. So I'm going to continue to improve each and every year. There's no ceiling, no limit. Do you feel like um, you become a better player if you experience adversity? Absolutely. And, I mean, for me and my faith in Scripture, it says rejoice in, during tribulation because it produces patience and perseverance. I mean, it's a growing process. It's how you grow. It's how you learn. Um, and just becoming – who I was last year, if I didn't go through that rookie season, right. I wouldn't be where I'm at today, no right. way. And, and a lot of people will kind of come in and have success right away. And that, in the long run, it affects them in a negative That's aspect. Correct, yeah. and, and I'm glad that I came in and, and had a pretty bad showing that second half of the season um, because it's just it made me step my game up. Michael Lorenzen is our guest. We've got uh, just a handful of minutes remaining in this Tuesday night edition of the Red Hot Stove League, and we'll continue with more from the Holy Grail Banks in just a moment. All right, wind it down here at the uh, Holy Grail Banks. Nice to have everybody here in person and joining us along the Reds radio network. We're joined by, of course, Marty Brenneman, the Hall of Famer, and Michael Lorenzen, who's kind enough to hang around in town. Uh, Reds Fest, how'd it go for you? Oh, it enjoy amazing. it? Yeah, absolutely. Time to just get face-to-face -face with the fans, nothing in between you. Um, for the most part, and um, yeah, good, good time to serve the community. Now, I asked you, has anybody in here seen the workout video of Michael Lorenzen <laughs> on YouTube? Has anybody seen that? You've seen it. Okay. <laughs> I asked him a minute ago, if you get home tonight, go check it out and just it, take one minute of your time, okay? Type in his name, workout Michael Lorenzen. I asked him in the break, now look how high this is, right? <laughs> part of the video Part of his workout, and explain this, you know, what you're trying to do to get an explosion and build your legs, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I asked him if he could flat-footed, stand right in front on the floor here, and flat-footed come straight up and land both feet on this table, and the answer was? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> when you see that video, you're going to owe him an apology. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's, I mean, how, how many... Do you still do that a lot as part I of your do. I was just doing it yesterday in the gym here at the facility. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. you got to check it out. Dan. Uh, believe me, I'll do it when I check get it home. Out. Yeah. Would you like to start again? Uh, me, one day I'll start again. Uh, but I want to win. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's that's what we're going to do this year. We're going to focus on winning, and that's it. And, and when my time comes, then it'll come. But I don't make those decisions, and, and I trust in the decisions of the staff. Um, to put us in the best position possible to win ball games, and so 
um, I'm looking forward to come running out from the bullpen straight to the mound again this year. I know all of you guys have this have have a different regimen in terms of okay, the 2016 season ends, yeah, and then you go a period of time. I would assume letting your body to some extent rest, yeah, and then there's a time when you start to very very slowly begin to gear up with the intention of being ready when spring training begins. Mm -hmm. Are you at that point yet? Yeah, yeah. So while I've been working out, um, I'll start throwing middle of this month. Um, the most important thing for me was to know what I'm going to be doing coming into this year just so I can visualize myself. I, I visualize a ton. And to me, that's the most important thing that I do. So I'll visualize things. Like, so if I was in the bullpen, like the phone ringing and me getting up and warming right. up and me running into the pitch um, straight from the bullpen. And if I'm starting, then I have to visualize like that day is just my day and then I'm going through the whole routine of stretching on my own and playing catch and warming up in the bullpen and then going in the dugout. So so now that I know that I'm coming out of the bullpen, it's going to be a lot better. I know what I'm working for. I know every time I get to the gym, I know what I'm doing it for. Every time I close my eyes and visualize, I know what to visualize now. So it's going to be a huge help knowing what I'm doing coming into this season. You um, are very shortly heading back to the West Coast. Yeah. And you will be there until uh, – you go to, to Arizona to begin spring training. And, again, uh, the, 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 I think all eyes are going to be, quite honestly, on this bullpen mm -hmm. because the people know how badly uh, things worked out for this club April, May, and June of last year yeah. and how important it's going to be for this team as a group to get off to a good start. But also, uh, and one goes hand in glove with the other, the bullpen to be an effective tool on, in, in terms of putting wins on the board. Absolutely. Um, and, and we're going to step up and we're going to do what we know what we can do. We have a ton of flamethrowers, young yes, guys. You do. Yes, um, yep. that, that if they don't make the rotation, they're going to come right to the bullpen and we're going to have a ton of flamethrowers who have just great stuff and have to show it off to get three outs. And so it's going to play in our favor. And um, you know, me and Iglesias will definitely, and I know all the other veteran guys that are going to be in the bullpen, will definitely be there to, to tell the guys how to prepare, what I've learned through my preparation, and, and just what we need to do so we can be successful and we're going to be a unit, especially with Teddy down there, too. Sure. I mean, we have Teddy Powers down there. And he, That's an asset, there. isn't it? Teddy Power, yeah, no. That's an asset. Hey, before we let you go, congratulations. You just got married. Thank, Thank you. you. Right? you. So Merry it. Christmas to you and your bride and your family. It. Absolutely. It. Pal, thanks for being with us tonight. Thank you. Thank Merry you Christmas to you yeah, and your Christmas. wife. All right, buddy. See you, Michael. All right. Michael Lorenzen, big, big name and a very, very important cog in uh, the Reds' bullpen in the coming season and hopefully for many, many years to come. We, of course, will be right back here again next Tuesday night. Uh, Tom Brenneman will not be. Jim Kelch will be. Really? You're not going to be here? I can't remember. I thought I was going to be here. Well, you better call Jimmy about that then right. and find out. All right. Well, I better check with my bride before I do anything. That's a good idea. Yeah. Thanks to everybody for being out here at the Holy Grail Banks tonight, and hopefully you'll be back. We'll do it again next Tuesday night, another edition of the Red Side Stove League. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 